Yes, hello everyone and thanks for joining Get Him On Side. Sean the Trader is here, but a man who is not here and he generally does this particular role, he's the captain of the ship, Dan Ganena. Now, what won't be news to you guys as far as having known this, uh, Dan has been bravely turning up each and every week. His dad had been very, very ill and sadly for Dan. And I know that uh, prayers and wishes uh, here on behalf of all of the extended Get Him On Side family, uh, Dan lost his father uh, early in the week. So uh, naturally, our prayers and wishes go to Dan and his mother and extended family. And I know that you're thinking of him, uh, whether you're watching us uh, via KO or whether you're listening via the podcast, I know that you're in his hearts and thoughts as well. And Dan, uh, we miss you, mate. We can't wait to get you back when you're ready to get back. So um, uh, there you go. Very, very sad, wasn't it, Sean, given that uh, you yourself had been through a similar scenario? Yeah, it's um, it's obviously still pretty raw for me, but as well well said, Shug, um, yeah, hopefully him and his mum are doing doing as good as they can uh, possibly be at this pretty shit-house time. Yeah. Um, but we can't wait to have him back, so hope he's doing well. And I'd like to say this as well, and, and I've probably only got to know Dan properly over the last couple of years, and, and as Sean has, and... He's just a champion man, isn't yeah. he? And that's why your heart breaks for a bloke like Dan, that the work he puts in and uh, when he's putting this show together, he does so much work and to try and entertain you guys. And uh, Dan, we're thinking of your mate, you and your mum and your extended family. So uh, there you go. But like you would like us to do, six to go, you want us to march on. We're going to do exactly that. Uh, headlines this week. What a week we have, Shawnee. We've got, uh, you've got Panthers taking mm. on the Melbourne Storm. The Roosters take on the Bunnies. And then the other end of the spectrum, you've got, you know, strugglers. Dragons got the win last week. They take on Manly, who are desperate for a win. And the Bulldogs and the Broncos. That's just massive. Yeah, talk about a, one hell of a spectrum. I said on your radio show yesterday, you go from hero to uh, to zero pretty yeah. quickly from a Thursday to Friday night, 6pm. But I'm sure we can still find a few angles yeah. in those uh, in the low-hanging fruit games, I suppose you call it. But Thursday night, I can't wait for that. It's going to be a cracker. The great level of the punt. We were so confident, <laughs> weren't we, after last week? And then, bang, uh, that's what tends to happen. But we can come back here. Uh, alrighty, headlines. Now, Nathan Cleary, he went down, concussion uh, last week. A big, mm. big win. Another big win for the Penrith. Panthers. What are you thinking here, Shorty? Now, I'm not going to go into the medical space whether he should play. I'm just thinking strategically if he's not entirely 100%, no Coruscant, mm. do you potentially roll the dice without Nathan and therefore, if you can somehow win the game, even be competitive, towards the end of the year, if you are to meet again, you've got that mental edge. How do you see it playing it? Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I can't really see him playing, to be honest. With, really? the, with, the, with the heightened um, sort of spectacle that concussion is now viewed in. Um, we see how the Roosters are dealing with it. I think they, that's going to become the norm now, yeah. how they're dealing with players. So I, I can't see him playing. And to be to be fair to Penrith, haven't they? aren't they sort of privileged with who they've got waiting oh. in the wings? Matt Burton might be a shrewd move having not let him go if Cleary's going to miss this one. He comes in. You've also got Tyrone May potentially to fill a, fill a hole there as well. So probably not the out that he might have or people might expect him to be. Mm. I think the biggest out or the bigger out is no Coruscant, as you mentioned. The Massive out. Huge. I totally agree with that. And it's almost been skimmed over. Like yeah. it was a very late withdrawal last week. Um, Bulldogs got back, but we all know what happened there. Um, yeah, it's almost been lost in the whole Cleary thing. I actually think he could be a, a bigger out for this team. So what, what they do, whether they just put a line through it and roll a dice, um, remains to be seen. But yeah, I think there might be a little bit of angle from a betting perspective in this one, which we'll get to in a little bit later. I tend to agree. And just on those names you mentioned, Appy Coruscant and Matt Burton, this has probably happened, this conversation. Appy Coruscant, you recall, Sean, in 2014, Luke Keery was in the same path. 
they weren't included in the, you know, when people were picking their teams at the start of the year, those two names, Keary and Coruscant, weren't cited anywhere. Mm. But guess what? Keary wins the grand final as a number six because injury happens throughout the year. Opportunity presents. Coruscant, same applies. Same suspension thing. to yeah. Isaac Luke. So surely Coruscant, if he hasn't, he goes to Matt Burton and says, mate, I know you're going to play a bit of first grade at the Bulldogs, maybe get some more dosh, but we're a chance of winning this grand final or at least being in a grand final. You're a major chance of participating in mm. that. You could easily see Matt Burton being their grand final day. Oh, easy. And the, uh, I guess my one doubt over this Penrith team, if if they stay 1-17, to 1-18 to all year, they're, they're right in it. Mm. But they do fall off uh, pretty quickly. And if it only takes one injury or two injuries like we are probably seeing this week, he's definitely one of the first picks. So it could end up being a very shrewd move for him to stay. Uh, speaking of grand finals, now this fellow here has been chopped. He has played in two grand finals in his career, lost both, uh, 2010 and 2019, I think. I'm talking about Joey Leilua. But this right edge of the Roosters, Shawnee, it's punishing people. Week one, they carved up the left side of Manly. Mm-hmm. Jack Gajewski was Jack Gabenchi. He was gone. <laughs> and then week two... They've carved up the poor Tigers on that same very side. In fact, 12 of their 16 tries have come on the right-hand side, so they're decimating the left edges. Joey Leilua has paid the price. What do you make of that? Uh, well, it's probably the, the least West could do. Yeah. He, like that, <laughs> that, that performance, and I'm so angry at myself for, for liking them last week. Me too. Um, after the end of that game, I, was, I gave myself a really good uppercut after that one. It was just a deplorable effort. They started the game pretty well, but you give... You give that, that Roosters team an inch, yeah. and they take five miles. They're just so good, and the way they, the way they hit, the way Kiri was running that line at that left edge of West, it was scary. And as good as B Moz is, yeah, I think we're almost about the same age. Yeah, um, yes. I have a funny feeling I could have scored six tries up until now wow. and be leading the Dalian. Uh, let's get to that now. Yeah. And, and I'm not doing this oh, as a no, have I, have I, oh, I've given you, you a segue. You have, you have. You've segued away, and you've done this, Shawnee. But I mentioned last week I had solved it. Now, just to recap, and I, I, I'm, I'm being ad nauseum about this. <laughs> we just go to the broadcasters. There's three or four broadcasters on each game, including the TV, the radio. You say, righto, Channel 9, Gus, Sturlo, Freddie, etc. Who's your 3 two, one Bang, that goes into the computer. Fox do the same. ABC, SEN, Triple M, 2GB, whoever's covering the game, they all do the same. You add them all up and you go, guess what? Three, two, one. Now, Scott Bailey from AAP, he actually implemented my strategy on that particular game. Right, He added them all up for the broadcasters who covered so it. So it's actually it's gathering a bit of uh, momentum well, here. Well, I don't know. But anyway, it landed on with the aggregate scores. Keary got nine points. Tedesco got eight points. Yep. Brett Morris got four points. So as a result, the Dalliums would have been for that game. It would have been Keary three points. James Tedesco two points. Morris one point. Well, you couldn't squeeze Dane Laurie in there. <laughs> no. Huh? Gutho missed out on a point. Can oh, you believe that? I know. Gutho missed out on a point. And the other thing I'll say is this. The Raiders took on the Sharks. Not one Sharky got a vote. Not one Sharky. Mm. Now, if the only change in that game was Chad kicking his goals, Sharks win the game. Yeah. Right? No other player changes their performance. So what all of a sudden happens if Chad kicks his goals, do we see three Raiders still get the three points? No. The three Polling points? No, definitely not. And there's 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 nothing surer mm. than this system being changed before the end of the year. It can't it, it can't go on. It, it, and it is as much as we take the piss about it. It is it, it's gathering real momentum in the wider 
sort of media yeah. as well that something's got to give. And it's not fair. It's not fair for these judges either. Like their their names are getting dragged yeah. out, and it's becoming a bit of a. Someone said on Twitter, it's becoming just a public witch hunt now. Yeah, look at people just going through waiting for the howler. That's yeah. all they're looking for. Yeah, um, each judge would be ringing fifteen people now just to make sure yeah. they're right. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably not a bad thing to be honest with you. But I'll tell you what I would do honestly, and I would actually grandfather it. Scotty Bailey, who came up with those results. It's still fresh in the mind. The broadcasters, most cases, have their own 3-2-1. Go back now and fix it because the reason I say this, Luke Keary under my system polls three, uh, Tedesco polls three in round one. So he loses two points in round one, Tedesco. Keary loses a possible three in round two. These are two players who could feature in the mix. Mm. So these these points of three and two not being there for those players could ultimately decide the Dally M. So... Me, personally, I think we can implement it immediately. It costs nothing. Uh, broadcasters are already there. You've got this great consensus. What fans would argue with, you know, the likes of Brandy and Gus and Freddie and Sturlo and Andrew Johns as a consolidation, Gordy, the list goes on. What fans could argue with those as a collective voting on the Dally M points? That's my say. Don't get me started on the Brownlow. It's Umpires... Well, it- it's um, funny. It's funny you mentioned the Brownlow mm. making uh, making a few waves down there and up there because Land, your views. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You making, can't, making you can't a few go there. <laughs> you can't go there. It's, it's like fiercely protect. You know, some parents are just no matter what their kids are going to be right. Fiercely protective. We all know some of those people. You try and offer up a suggestion that swims against the tide in up there Kazali land, <laughs> mate. They will not buy it. They will not buy it. Fiercely protective, which. Is also a great, uh, great point to, as well. To be, to be fair to the Brownlow, though, it, it, the system has worked. There hasn't been, I don't think there's been a real howler of a winner. Yeah, but the con- concept's mag- magnificent. So what happens is with the Brownlow is that you don't do the votes at the time. So by the time five months goes on, people forget yeah. the howler. And what also <coughs> helps is that everyone's on the drinky poo at the, at the announcement yeah, exactly. of it. So there's two layers of them forgetting the howler. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst thing about AFL. I yeah, know. yeah, well, we spent way too much time in the AFL. This is an NRL <laughs> podcast. Anyway, back to that six to go, as we say. Uh, Rightio, let's talk about the Premiership. Now, what about this, Sean? Mm. A team who started the season as Premiership favourites, the Penrith Panthers. Now, my only thing about the Panthers was they can win the comp. They've got to beat one team this year. They've got to beat the team of last year. They've got to defend better than last year, which is almost on par with 1991 Panthers, Gus Gould, which has been their best in the last 30-odd years. My thing has been that. So they have not conceded a single point, yet they've drifted out to second favourite. Tell me who they've played in the first two weeks. Yeah. Just remind me. Yes, they have played the Doggies and the Cowboys. Cowboys. Form does not stack up, yeah. but you can only beat who you can beat. And likewise, now I'm not I'm not trying to um, pick a hole in, in the in the market here or saying it's wrong because mm. the Roosters have been amazing. They haven't just limped home against the two teams. But similar to Penrith... They played Manly, yeah. who were deplorable, mm. and they played Wes, who were also potentially even more deplorable yeah. than Manly in week one. Fair enough, they racked up a cricket score, but <clears throat> I don't know. I wouldn't be. It, it's always easy to sort of jump at shadows early in the year. I'd be. I'd be careful, but they're obviously mm. right in the mix. They're two really gun teams, but you look at the um, look at the Storm, for instance, played the Rabbitohs in round one. Mm. That first 20 is the best footy you'll ever see. Got yep. South's come back into the game. Good form line. And then Parramatta on the weekend, one of the, again, probably one of the best games you'll see all year as well. So, and it's hard to look into form lines. It's not like racing footy, yeah. but when you stack those 
Storm against the other two, I think the Storm is probably stacking up a little bit better. But we're gonna and we're gonna learn a lot on um, on Friday night. So if you're buying one of those top four or five teams, as shares are concerned, value, price, etc., who are you buying? Well, I think. It's hard to find any upside in in Roosters at five bucks, Penrith yeah. at five fifty. You still got Storm. Like I think there's more upside in Storm at six bucks. You prefer the Storm over the Bunnies? I think so. Okay, All yep. right. I'm, I'm the other way. Um, but a broken clock is right twice a day, so you can have your say there, Rightio. Time to put your little Bambi bullets in your Bambi gun. Time for this. <laughs> Rightio, Shawnee boy. Uh, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, now we're missing the, the number one Bambi oh, yeah. shooter. There, there, yeah. there, there's, there is nothing like no, him. No. So we're not, we're not even going to do it no. anywhere near justice. No. But I, I found one uh, on Monday, and it, this goes out to my beloved uh, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs social media department. Oh, Now, they've obviously got some sponsorship um, things that they need to that they need to adhere to. But they've got a thing called the Hitachi Air Australia Hot Play of the Week. <laughs> yeah. So they've obviously got together on their Monday morning weekend, uh, Monday morning uh, meeting rather, right. and have had to put together a Twitter poll <laughs> yeah. to vote for the hot play from round two. And this is what they've Specifically come up- <laughs> for Bulldog? Just Bulldogs. Oh, dear. And this is what they've come up with. No. <laughs> Nick Kotrick line break. <laughs> First penalty of the year. Oh, yes. Or a Kyle Flanagan force dropout. Oh, yes. That's the poll. That's good. And unsurprisingly, yeah. uh, in, a, in a landslide, first penalty of the year won, <laughs> won the hot play from round two. Oh, now, yes. if yes. you get to your meeting Monday morning and they're the three that you land on, yep. maybe just go to the sponsors and say, we'll see you in round three <laughs> yeah. and we'll give you an extra plug. Can we, can we, can we do a Hitachi update <laughs> yes. every week? I'll, until... I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an update. Yeah, a Nick Cotrick line break. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, bang. Okay. Now, listen, you're the subject of my first Bambi. As I put my little Bambi pellets in my little Bambi gun and I fire it your way, Sean the Trader, and I'll tell you why. Because my Bambi today is maths-related, right? Mm. And I said to you, I said, oh, do you watch maths? And I proudly watch maths, right? I've got around it in recent times, and I proudly put the maths badge of honour on this maths chest, and I say, yes, I watch maths. But you came out with the stock standard call <laughs> where you said, you know what? No, no, I only have it on the background. And I, Like, that's a little Bambi in itself. <laughs> Blokes who claim that they are not deep into maths yeah. and they claim that it's a – it's like they're a passive watcher and they're just sweeping it all up passively. I'm no buy that, mate. And then the, the first thing I said after I claimed that I only watched it when you know when it's on in the background. Yeah. Oh, did you see this? Did you yeah, see that? Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, so from you, I move on to Jamie. Now, Jamie on maths, who partnered with Chris. Now, Chris has legitimately come in there looking for love, and his heartstrings have been been treated as if he's a toy, like he's an object. Mm. Now, it's very, very abundantly clear to me that Jamie, from the get-go, had no apparent interest in our man Chris, right? And Chris, he's a knockabout looking for love. And Jamie, it looks as though, has hoodwinked Chris to stay into the challenge. Why would she want him to do that? Oh, I I wonder, Joel. Yeah, Yeah, I I can't figure out. Tell me why. Why would she do that? Because the 15 minutes of fame can become 30 minutes of fame and it goes on and on. So, Jamie, listen, just let him go. Don't try and pretend to him and tell him to pretend to the cameras that you guys are happy as Larry when you're not, okay? So uh, you are the subject of my Bambi today, Jamie. I just want to do one other thing too. Uh, I'll try and dig out the name. Each and every year, 
Shawnee, we put our tips on the line, mm. right? And we're going to get them wrong, okay? We're going to get them right. Michael Sevo at 150 to 1. Last year, I tipped Xavier Coates to be top try scorer. Who, who slid into your DMs this week, yeah, Sugar? Well, <laughs> and it goes in line with Josh Morris. So it's not just players who are being smashed oh, yeah. for not scoring tries and perceivedly ruining their multis. Well, this guy comes out of the clouds and says, oh, mate. How's your Cowboys going, you know? Because I tipped the Cowboys under Todd Payton. I thought they were a legitimate chance at the top eight. I'm quickly unsubscribing because what we've seen has been pretty average. And there's a bigger mess to fix at the Cowboys than I first thought. So it's unlikely the Cowboys are going to get there. And I, I did tip the Raiders. Somebody's got to leave the eight. So at their expense, I tipped the Raiders, who now it's abundantly clear they're probably going to be in the eight. So it's these people who, when you make the statement at the time, quiet as a church mess, you don't hear from them. But when the deck is completely stacked their way, so the Raiders are two from two, the Cowboys are none from two, and India, de- uh, your DM, what's it called? Direct <laughs> slide, messaging? Yeah, slide into your DM. Slide. Yeah. In slide feet first, yeah. Billy Slater style, is this bloke who says, oh, mate, Shug, what about your Cowboys? And just attacks me on the Raiders. Mm. Mate, listen, next time I make a statement, just hit me immediately with it, okay? And then, then you're also a chance to be wrong. Don't just wait until... You know for a fact you're going to be right, okay? Uh, there you go. So there's my Bambi. And uh, j- just on the the idiots spraying players on mm. social media, and it's not just a rap for sports bet because I know other bookies mm. are doing this, but we're we're banning these Good. nuffies. So we continue. Any players out there that cop that rubbish, yep. name and shame. Name and shame. And we are banning them. We don't want any of their business if they're going to carry on like that. They don't deserve to have a bloody same game multi if they're going to carry on like that. So keep keep, keep naming and shaming. Absolutely well said, uh, Sean the Trader. Now, speaking about being wrong, uh, last week was a tough old week. I would call it elite average tipping, and here's elite average games. Another Thursday, same focus, same commitment. What you see on TV comes from elite average work down the driveway. Morning, Edna. So when I want to place a fast and easy same-game multi, I use Sportsbet. More markets, more offers and bigger odds. I'm Gary Flynn, wheelie bin champion, and I make it look easy with Sportsbet. Uh, yes, morning, Edna. Gary Flynn, what a champion. <laughs> hey, one of the greats. Edna. Can yeah, I just ask you something? Um, four kids, so every single week I've got a problem with the capacity of the bin. So yep. come the end of the week, you're sort of always looking for overflow. When a bin is out on the street, right, mm. and you're in your pyjamas, it's late at night, are you legally allowed to just trot over to... Edna's bin yeah. and pop your rubbish in when they've got a half a bin empty. Absolutely, that's yeah. play on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, you, why are you feeling guilty? I didn't say I did it. Okay. I'm just saying if I did, is it illegal? I don't know. Anyway, uh, now what we're going to do, now Dan has been talking about, and I know we're getting a lot of people <coughs> who have been individually DMing, yeah, sliding, sliding, in. sliding yep. into the DMs, right, who have been saying, wall of shame, uh, bad beat, miss this, miss that. Now, what we're going to do is make this a bit more organised and we're going to kick it off next week because it is Dan's baby. He's not here. So what we want you to do over the course, and you can include last week's if you like as well, hashtag SB, so sports bet, hashtag SB wall of shame. So if you come across a bet, if you do actually post your bet slip, please make sure that your uh, identification is not there. You're just showing the actual bets themselves. Uh, that's the way to go there. So if you want to get involved, we are creating the wall of shame, hashtag SB Wall of Shame is the way to do that. Rightio, let's get into it. Now, before we get into it, Shawnee, as far as round three is concerned, mm-hmm. uh, let's mop up round two. Now, Jarv, the executive scorer, where's he landed this week? 
So <clears throat> the man who's not here, Dan, had an absolute fly last week. He tipped six. Wow. Uh, I got three. So a little fall from grace and sugar. Yeah. Too far. Oof. So, and Jarv himself got three as well. Okay. But more pleasingly, and this is not a wall of shame, but it's a wall of fame. So all three of our uh, best bets got up last week. Now, I've given you the wrong price for that multi because okay. Dan had Walker and Kikau. Yep, let me you, know. I'll type you in had, now. You had Kikau. I think it was about 1580 because one of our oh, yes. one of our loyal listeners, and I'll give him a plug here. Who was it? Yeah, Bertie Williams tweeted in. Get yeah. this get this on the board. Parramatta plus four and a half. Kikau, score a try. Walker, score a try. All saluted. $15.20 it was. Wow. Um, that's not a wall of shame. That's a wall of fame. But as you said, keep those keep those coming. Tag us on the, the get them on site hashtag, and we'll we'll get them up here. Yeah, and there might even be a sneaky prize for the not only the best but also the worst of the year. No, I know it does make good television looking down at the phone. But uh, we dig another one as well for another bloke who cleaned up. I'll try and dig that out uh, in a moment. Let's start with this. This is a massive game. Panthers taking on the <coughs> Melbourne Storm at time of recording. We don't know whether Nathan Cleary is playing or we're not. So mm. we've got to decide what we do here. Kafusi, as we know, early plea, he's out of the contest altogether. This is a massive game, Shawnee. Two weeks for Kafusi as well. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Uh, what, not enough? Don't think so. No. But how he stayed on the ground, actually, yeah. was beyond me. But that was last week. Um, I sort of teased at the at the start there might be a little angle for uh, for, for betting in this game. Um, yeah, so as you've said, Felice out. But they're still without Harry Grant, Fanuke and, and Brinko Lee. That right edge, and I, keep, I sound like a broken record, yeah. but it's a broken record for them because it, it's, it's an issue. Yes. And it cost them the game um, last week, albeit... Sevo was a freak. I'm not sure yes. anyone else could do that. But, however, it's still a problem, and it's probably their only weakness. Um, in this game, as you said, time recording, we don't know about Cleary. I can't see how he really plays in this game. If he does, however, I don't think – I think this price has already got him in there. Mm. I can't I can't make them much shorter than this with him playing. So I think there's a lot of upside um, in backing Melbourne um, as soon as we – as soon as you hear this, because I, I think it's only gonna, they're only gonna firm up if he does um, pull out. I've just uh, found something here on the run, Sean, and I'll, I'll work back with the listeners as I do this. Their last few games in Sydney, lost to Parramatta, lost the grand final, uh, round nineteen, lost to the Dragons. Uh, this is the Melbourne Storm I'm talking about. Won the grand final. Exactly right. Disregard all of that. <laughs> They're expected to lose the grand final. Where am I going there? Just to disregard everything I've said there. That's why Dan's a host. That's why he can do it with a but, plum. Uh, but on that on that uh, right edge, mm. Penrith's left attack. Like it, it, it's it's is it better than South's left? Uh, or not? I don't think so. Do you? Do you think it is? Maybe kick, kick out, kick out, and, yeah, possibly, possibly. It's stacked. So like it, it's it, that. Um, Remus Smith and George Jennings, if George Jennings plays, yeah. it, like I think Bellamy may have seen enough, but they're going to be in for a, a one hell of a long night again. So, as I said, plenty of upside in backing Storm. Even if you do back them now, Cleary does play. I don't think it's going to move. So you're on. You're probably on at the price anyway. So. Yeah, as we say, um, so we are forced to tip in every game at the line, which makes it hard over the course of the year. Our best bets are flying. Now, if I was betting in this game, I wouldn't be betting at the line, just for transparency here. I'd be either taking the Melbourne Storm 1-12 to or Panthers to hold the Storm to zero at about 20 or 30 to 1 there, about $26 at the time of recording. I'll tell you why. The Panthers under Seraldo, who's a defensive coach, they've not conceded a single point, Sean, in three hours and 15 minutes of rugby league time. Mm. 
You could you could drive from Penrith to the airport, catch a, a plane to Melbourne in that time, and that and you'd be defending the whole time. They've not conceded a point. It, it yeah. is crazy numbers. It's very good. So is that that's the second half of the grand final Did they, into the yeah. first two games, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, why right. I'd be playing that. Uh, there you go. Dragons take you on the manly side. Now the Dragons big win up there in Townsville last week, Sean. Um, they come back, though, from Townsville, which can be difficult at times. It's a big trip going up there. Manly still chasing their first win of the season. I know you like home teams. Uh, I'm so confused about this particular game. I haven't seen a fullback look so uncomfortable under the high ball as Dylan Walker. How do you see this one playing? Yeah, you, you, he, really, he really struggled in that first, particularly in the first half, and it was it was almost hard to watch yeah. um, at some times. I'm a little bit scared of this game because I make, I make the Dragons a lot shorter than what the market does, and yeah. I... I just fear that, like, Manly were Manly were really bad last week, and they're up against a South team that had ended up with I think one on the bench maybe at the end, um, but only got beat by fourteen points. And it was in the wet. But I, I'm just I'm scared that I'm falling into a little bit of a trap of really throwing Manly completely out. Um, and I've I, I think I'm over skewing their rating with no turbo in there, mm. and it's it, it's a little bit confusing. I'm going to tip the Dragons, but. It feels very much a trap yeah. for me, this game. I, mm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if Manly really turned it around and potentially beat him because I don't rate the Dragons. No, uh, just recapping as well. So Dan's gone Melbourne plus one and a half. You've also gone Melbourne. Melbourne yep. I've also gone Melbourne. So that's a good win for your <clears throat> Panthers fans, the way we've been going. Dragons and the Manly side, you're settled on... I'm... Um, um, Dragons, dragons. Without little, any confidence, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit wary of it. Yeah. Okay. I will say one thing about uh, Michaeli Ravalawa, Mike Asivo. He was 25 when he started in the National Rugby League. He's still only 23, Ravalawa, and he's sneakily becoming that same type of try scorer. He scored 14 tries in his last 15. So I'd just keep backing Michaeli Ravalawa. I'm going the Dragons as well without confidence, like yourself, Shawnee. But somebody does have confidence uh, with this particular game. Let's have a listen to this. He's not here in person, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, Dan is tipping the Dragons here at the minus one and a half. It might come, with a, wolf. might come with a uh, wolfie. <laughs> there you go. So, Dan, if you really like something, we're going to throw the woo in. There you go, Dan. Hopefully that cheers you up as well. Uh, okay, so we're all on the Dragons. We're all on the Storm. Rabbitohs taking on the Roosters. 12 of the 16 tries so far for the year for the Roosters have come on their right-hand side. Keery's moved to the right-hand side. Six of the seven tries for South City have come on the left. This game is going to be heavily tilted one mm. particular way, Shawnee. Left versus the right side. Uh, which way are you leaning here? So another um, team list sort of watch with A-Ray, Adam Reynolds, went off with the, with the head knock last week. I think he's more chance of playing than, than Cleary is. Um, what about these for two ins? After you've just beaten a team by oh, yeah. 100 points, whatever it was, uh, Crichton slots straight back in, yeah. and you get one Victor Radley back yeah, as well. You love and, him, don't you? and that's I do love, I do love Victor. I'd love to have a beer with Victor one day. Yeah. If we can organise that, plural that'd be great. Yeah. beers. Yeah, um, it's just scary. Like when that that Roosters team on paper, and they've still got Verrills, Cordner, and Jake Friend on the sidelines. Like yeah. it, it's just crazy. And I think my my worry in this game, I made South at a tiny bet of what the current prices are, plus three and a half. And it did move on the back of Roos's um, flogging West, which I'm not sure it probably should. Mm-hmm. That's that's a you don't react to that. Um but I don't think I can rate South any better than where I've got them. Mm. 
Um, and that's my one concern. I, just the way the Roosters move the ball, I think they're five steps ahead of maybe 14 teams when it comes to the style of play yep. to put points on quickly with these new uh, rules. I'm going to tip them. The and I, yeah, and I, I just think there's more upside. Even though I kind of make it what the betting is or very close to it, I think there's a lot more upside in backing them. They are a scary proposition to tip against, and I'm not willing to do it yet. Uh, last time at Stadium Australia, they lapped them. It was 60 points to eight South Sydney. Yeah. That was a strange. That's one of the strangest games I've ever seen as far as expectation versus what ultimately was reality. So AJ scored five. He keeps scoring. Latrell keeps scoring. <clears throat> I like the bunnies here. I really, really like the bunnies here. Just, just the three and a half. It's a, an unusual number here, but I'll take the bunnies. I, th- I, I think for me, I'd, I'd, I'd sooner rather just back the. I think you can get two thirty South head to head. I think, we, I think this looks like there's going to be a lot of points in the game, so it kind of takes that small line out of it. It's not the, a three and a half or two and a half in. 2021 isn't the same as what it was in 2019. No. It's, it's, it's much different. There's, there's more points, um, more expansive type of play. So it's one of those ones. You're on the minus or you're on the, the head-to-head. Yeah. But for this, we're tipping at the line, so I'm going to take the Roosters. I, uh, I've been tipping Latrell Mitchell to score each and every week, and he's done that so far. I've got to keep picking him. He's taking you on the old firm. Mm. You can really see a big Latrell Mitchell statement here. So if he's looking for the year he wants to have... You can see that, yeah, and I think he's probably answered a lot of critics. You know, at the start of last year, I know he missed you know most of the year last year, but there was a few question marks about whether he could play fullback. I think he's well and truly answered oh, yeah. all that. Like I've seen enough in two games now, and he and he is playing with that. He's walking out with a chest puffed out. I don't think he's really scared of anything now, no. which is a scary proposition. Uh, okay, so just uh, just on this game too, Shawnee. If and we're recording early in the week. If Adam Reynolds on the Wednesday, if if he's out of the clash and Benji comes in. What influence does that have on the market? Yeah, we spoke about this yesterday on, on your radio show. And it's very, very tricky. Without Benji there, it's obviously worth a lot more, maybe a couple of points because his kicking game is second and none, goal kicking as well. Mm. But Benji was was really good when he came on um, in the second half last week. So I don't think it'll be a dramatic move, certainly not as dramatic as what it would have been maybe last year or the year before. Um, it might move a point or two, I'd suggest. Okay, there yep. you go. Okay. Uh, Dan, Sydney Roosters, you're the Roosters. I'm going the Bunnies there. We are split. Raiders taking on the Warriors now. This is a massive game. They're getting a decent enough start, the Warriors. My only concern here, Sean, is the fact that they had 41 sets completed. Now, I don't know for sure whether in the history of the game, have we seen a team complete 40 or more sets and not win the game? Maybe mm-hmm. we have. I don't know. But it sounds like a big number to complete and not win the match. Uh, this was against a team, the Newcastle Knights, no Ponga, no Kurt Mann. They are playing at home or their, their temporary home, if you like, the Central Coast. Yeah. With all that in mind, you now go down to the nation's capital. <coughs> Weather's starting to get a little bit cooler. I can't have them beating the Raiders. Oh, yeah, I can't have them... Um, well, no, I, I can see them. I can see them. When, in fact, I can see both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. I can see, I can see a Raiders lap up. It is during the day, or Warriors winning. My, it's a completely different way um, of of playing footy that we've seen from the Warriors in the past. They're really conservative, low scoring in round one against the Titans, mm. and they completed at ninety one percent or something in that game. They're not throwing around, which I don't think is a style of play um, that suits the current. Um, rules or the current landscape, I suppose you'd say. I, I still think I've probably got them a little bit underrated, the, the Warriors. I, I said at the start, a really tricky team to work out. 
Is it plus eleven and a half? Yeah, it's a, a it's a Punchy. big it's a big old line. Yeah, mm. even without um, Harris Tavita, um, I still think I got to just lean the way of them. And the Raiders haven't been overly impressive in the first two weeks. Played West that West were in it for a half. Yeah, then ran away with it. Um, big number. Yeah, not a good week to be a hyphenated surname. Adam Fanua Blake copped the knock. <laughs> Chanel Harris Tavita, he's gone for the best part of twelve weeks. I understand. Jermaine Tanor Brown, he's been uh, suspended, I believe. Jermaine Tanor Brown. So those players are out. A couple of big outs there. As far speaking about hyphenated names, I was chatting with James Graham during the week, and uh, we're actually watching the uh, South Sydney game. And I said, uh, James is because I, I knew that Campbell Graham was. Uh, somehow related to one of the Northern Hemisphere teams, whether it was Scotland, Wales or, or England. I said, James, is Campbell Graham related to you? He said, oh, no, no, no. He said, um, he said no, he's a hyphenated surname. He said, I'm just Graham. I said, no, he's not. He, he thought his surname was Campbell Graham. I said, no, his first name's <laughs> Campbell Graham. And, and, he, and he, he made a very, very good point. You never hear... Campbell Graham being commentated as Graham. Just, it's never just Graham, is it's it? Never Graham. Yeah. So he thought it was Campbell Graham. I thought I could understand where he's what coming from. What did he think his first name was then? I don't think he knew. <laughs> but but he said he's a hyphenated name. I said he's not uh, Campbell Graham. So uh, there you go. Raiders. Uh, Dan wants New Zealand uh, my, uh, plus eleven and a half. Mm. You're following suit. Yep. And no, I'm going to go the Raiders. I'm going to go the Raiders there. What I'm going to do though, I'll share this with you, Sean. That. Teams are rushing up off the line. They're all being offside, and it's a matter of time, in my opinion, to when they start sim-bidding players because they're purposely just rushing off the line. They're prepared to concede a six to go if they must. I think we've got to start uh, sin-bidding players, but in the meantime, this trend will continue. So what's happening is you pitch your peripheral vision and you're a, a, a dummy half. You look out, out, and the opposing team are right up in your face. So you're seeing more and more number nines just almost being forced and corralled into going for a try. Well, in the first two weeks, number nine is a position who doesn't ordinarily score tries. We have seen eight tries scored from dummy halves. And I got our traders to run some uh, forensics on this, so to speak. If you backed every starting number nine, any time try scorer, so therefore, that's uh, thirty-two mm. bets. So you had a dollar on each of those, you'd be up thirty-three percent just taking the anytime try scorer prices. Wow. If you took the first try scorer prices, you'd be up one hundred and twenty-five percent. One hundred and twenty-five percent gamble responsibly. But that trend, I believe, I don't mind is, the angle, yeah. is related to teams rushing up off the fence. You're seeing so many tries from dummy half. So that's where I go. Wade Egan. Wade Egan. I've seen him come through the ranks, Sean. He is absolutely compulsive about going from dummy mm, half. You, mm. You'll see him go one and two times a set. He'll try and go from dummy half. Yet to score Wade Egan, I think he's about eight bucks any time try scorer. Absolutely love that. Just, just on teams um, rushing up, as you said, and a lot's been spoken about the haves v have-nots. If you yeah. look at the the line speed of a Storm yes. or a Roosters or a Penrith compared to the, the low-hanging fruit, like the Bulldogs were just inviting Penrith to, to run on them last week. West were doing the same. You give Kiri a chance... To, to run the ball out of line at that really sharp line that he runs. Yeah. You, you're in all sorts. All You've sorts. Got to just have a look at – watch Melbourne Storm um, on Thursday night, how quick they get off the line. And they might be nine and a half metres back yes. or whatever it might be. Seven but and a half, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Whether they're the fittest team or whatever, you, you won't – when, when Christian Bolch is on the ground, every single um, 
uh, hit up. Yes. The, the the opposition player has only got one step, That's two right. steps before he's got Welch That's smashing right. him. How so thick must he you, be? You just can't get any momentum against no. these good teams. No. And, and this is another thing which I think we need to do ASAP is the trend and they're just playing to the rules. The set restarts, which I absolutely love the rule. However... Early in the set, mm-hmm. teams are just going, hold them down, hold them down, hold them down. Because you know what? Who cares if they give away one tackle? You're winning that momentum defensively. So I believe, particularly inside your own half, if they're slowing you down, uh, uh, meaning to do it, A, you can sin minimum, but B, it's a dead set penalty. Give them the 50-metre yeah. or 40-metre <clears throat> advantage. That's something that the coaches are manipulating, we're seeing as well. Uh, Broncos, yeah, so I mentioned that I'm going to go the – what did I say? The Raiders. You I? said the Raiders. I don't I think, know. Yeah. Yeah, Jermaine Tenor-Brown out. <laughs> Chanel Harris-DeVita out. Broncos taking on the Bulldogs. Now, this could determine – I know it's only early. It could determine the spoon. Uh, I can tell you this, Shawnee, the home side has won the last nine encounters. So whoever's been the home side has won the last nine encounters – I love what I'm seeing from Xavier Coates. He has scored now five tries in his last four games, including Origin. I tipped him last year at a big price to get the top try score, as I mentioned. Maybe I went a bit early. I think he could possibly still win it this year. Do we have to go through this game? Are we, are no. we sort of legally obliged to? Yeah, we're legally, we, but we can do we, it in 20 seconds. Oh, my God. This is a. I just hope that um, we see some attacking footy from yeah. two really, really poor teams. And I think we're probably going to have a new spoon favourite yes. at the end of this 80 minutes. Not really going down the limb there. So you're but... tipping the Broncos in. <laughs> Is that right? Um, no, I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my Bulldogs. You love the Doggies. Yeah, yeah. love oh, that, that Broncos defence last week was woeful. Mm. Now, they might make a little change, but whether Milford keeps his spot and the change is did and in, Croft out. If the, the Bulldogs, if they don't run... Every single play at Milford, when they're anywhere near the line, yep. then Trent Barrett's lost his mind. In your back line, I mentioned this last week, and I can say this because I'm a gardener myself. You cannot have in the back line Milford, Tessie New, David Mead. So mm. I'll, I'll be shocked if Corey Oates doesn't find his way back on the wing. Oh, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, that, that Broncos right edge, it D's in, in all sorts. And I know the Bulldogs aren't an attacking juggernaut, mm. but... If you're anywhere near first grade standard, like Kyle Flanagan should be able to pick pick apart that really. Yeah. So, um, I'm going with the Bulldogs with with no confidence whatsoever. I'm going the Broncos with uh, Tommy Dearden to play. I'm, I'm guessing that he'll play. I'm guessing that Corey Oates will play. I'll go the Broncos minus two and a half. Dan is following suit there. We've spent enough time on that game. Eels take on the Sharks. Polar opposites here, Shawnee boy. Uh, mm. The Eels, they're two from two. They're flying and they've let three tries only in. Well, they haven't let a try through the forward pack. So they've really made the opposing teams work for their tries. Melbourne had to score out wide. The three tries early for the Broncos were all on the wing there. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Parramatta side defensively. Conversely, the Sharkies, they conceded the most missed tackles last week. 49 missed tackles. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Conditions potentially would have played a part in that, although it was wet for most of the round for everyone. So I think I've just um, snooked myself there. This is a really tricky game. I, I found this one incredibly hard to to settle on which way I want to lean on. I think the, the, the Sharks have probably overperformed, um, or not overperformed, that's not the right word, but have impressed me um, a lot more than I thought they were going to. So I've given them a little re-rate back, and they've still got Johnson to come back in to that team. I think they're well-drilled enough mm. to... Um, stay with Parramatta, who aren't in the same echelon as the other four, and Canberra could probably throw in there, although they just beat Melbourne. But 
they were bang up for that game. Mm. Gutho had one of the best um, halves from a fullback defensively that you'll ever see. Could have been very different um, at halftime that game. So as good as they were, I think it might just be getting propped up by that result. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take Sharks at the start in this game. Third week in a row where the Sharkies have had a... A number four, a different number four. They started with Jesse Ramian last week, Moweni Haroti. This time they've got Connor Tracy, Tracy. who was trialling at fullback. So I'm a bit interested to see here. I think what you see from Connor Tracy here is that type of... Remember Michael Morgan played centres for Queensland? Yeah, yep. Might be that type of role as well. Uh, Dan's got the Sharkies plus seven and a half. Repeating your tip. Uh, Sharkies. Sharkies. I think they've easily got two tries on uh, this Sharks team at Bankwest, personally. So I'll take the Eels to cover the line. I'm reasonably confident about this one. Uh, Knights versus the Tigers. Knights versus the Tigers. <laughs> ah, Shawnee. Um, one thing I'll say about the Knights, Jaden Braley mm. has worn the jersey four times for the Newcastle Knights. He just makes them function. Uh, a big, big win last week. No Ponga, no man. He's a wonderful player who I've got no doubt could find himself one day in the sky blue. Knights uh, taking on the Tigers. Oh, this is just doing my head in this game. Uh, Dan likes the Tigers. Minus, uh, sorry, plus nine and a half. Dan likes the plus nine and a half. How like how could I possibly tip West Tigers here after that performance last last week? Joey's Joey's not there. Not yeah, I, I don't know if there's and and who's in t- like what's that edge now? Tommy Tuliao and. Um, Who's the other wing? I, I don't think Kipawa. I don't yeah. think that's going to solve a lot of their problems. And the other end of the field, how do they score points? Like Luke Brooks, he's been around for so long now, and he seems to be getting so many chances to prove himself. I I, I don't think he's first grade material. Mm-hmm. Adam Adam Dewey at six provides very very little. I don't see where their points are coming from, even if they do tighten up their defence, which is a big fix to make knowing how bad they've been in the first two weeks or in the second half of round one anyway um, could only be on nights at home during the day I think that yeah, the weather's going to be much better this week far too many points in them okay you're going the nights Dan's going the Tigers what should I do here what should I do here um... <laughs> <laughs> we need a big coin don't we yeah a few of those games or, or a gavel perhaps ah <laughs> uh, a gavel is it a gavel or a gavel, a gavel? Uh, that's alright yeah okay yeah, are we bringing in the? Yeah. Uh, are we bringing in the? Yeah, NRL you can industry? do this. He, right. he had this notion. I, I tried to tip him into that, but uh, he had this notion off camera. So I feel free that you, you can bring it up if you the, like. The NRL judiciary. I'm not sure how many times in, in a row, how many weeks in a row have you tipped West? And I was guilty of it last yeah. week. We both fell into him. But there's a grade three poor tipping charge here <laughs> for for Joel Kane yeah. last week for tipping West and continue to tip them. Now you've got two options here. Yeah. You can take the early plea, yeah. right? Right. Um, and you're tipping Newcastle. So, so if I if I take the early plea and not tip the Tigers this week, yeah, I'm allowed to tip them from next week. Exactly. Onwards? Yeah, you right. back you back off the pile okay, next week. So that's if I take the early plea. Early plea. Right. If I take the charge on, what's that mean? If you're if you want to fight this at the NRL poor tipping judiciary, yes. you're risking two weeks here. Right. So for the next two weeks, right, you can't. There's, there's a line through West straight away. So the NRL tipping judiciary. So just to clear it up. So if I take the early plea and tip the Knights this week, from next week on, I can. Go back Play to on. tipping the Tigers anytime I like. Yep. If I tip the Tigers this week and I'm right, I can keep tipping the Tigers. But if I tip the Tigers this week and I'm wrong, mm. I'm immediately banned for two weeks. Two weeks. I can't tip them. Two, can't tip them. I've got to automatically tip against them. Mm. Might be a great ploy. Am I taking the early <laughs> plea? Or am I going, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take oh, the charge oh, on. No, don't. I'm gonna take the charge on. Joel. Yep. <laughs> Leilua not playing. I love this kid, Dane. Like, I'm going to take the charge on, and if the Tigers don't uh, get this job done with the line, 
I will automatically in rounds four and five who tip against the can Tigers. We, can we go, do we know? Well, who we're not going to know the line anyway. Oh, I can give you a fair idea. <laughs> who, who have we got? Hang on. So let me, you I'm keep not talking. taking the early plea. Just to clarify that, I'm taking on the charge, and I think we can make this a real uh, segment moving forward. Jarv, if you see any trends with us, uh, perhaps leaning towards teams who are letting us down, you let us know, and we'll bring that to the NRL tipping judiciary so, hang on, as well. So if you, okay, so if the if you get chinned this week, you've mm. now got a um, you're sitting out, and you've got the eels against them in yeah. round four. Yeah, happy with that. Yeah. And then you've got the – who have you got in round Then five? the Cowboys. I think it's Cowboys. Yeah, 05. Might, yeah, might, at Leichhardt, yeah, you might want to be on. You might want to be on West here. So you're risking a bit, John. Yeah, I'm risking a bit here. Look, I'm bit. taking on Early the charge. Early play, you, you could have, you could have yeah, suited up and well, tipped them against the Cowboys. But no whatever. further questions, Your Honour, if right. the Tigers go and get the job done this week. We need a, ga- we need a gavel. Yes, yeah. a, a gavel <laughs> or a gavel. someone tell us if it's gavel Timmy or gavel? Timmy gavel. <laughs> um, plus nine and a half, okay? So it's not for them to win. It's for them the plus nine and a half. Uh, there you go. Oh, I will say this as well. Back to my dummy half scenario. Jacob Little has been very profitable for the punters. He's been mm. a first try scorer. He's been an anytime try scorer. Scored in both weeks. So just keep backing uh, Jacob Little. He's finding his way to the try line. Cowboys take on the Titans. Final game of the round. You've got the team from far north Queensland versus the team far south east Queensland being the Gold Coast Titans off a win. Dan, he likes the Cowboys plus five and a half, Sean. Now, there's a saying that I'm going to butcher, but there's something about continue to doing the same thing oh, and yes. expecting a different result. Yeah, the, Todd Payton is the absolute epitome. Insanity. Insanity. Yes. Sorry, that's it. Um, it, it. He's the epitome of that saying at the moment. He's right. rolling out the exact same team, no reshuffles. I said at the start of the year, I'm not sure he knows what this best 1-13 is, and I, I've seen nothing to tell me otherwise that he knows anything about it now. Having said all that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty keen on them at home this week. They're giving up a big start against a Gold Coast team who, you know, beat up on a very, very poor Broncos team last week and got chinned against the Warriors uh, the week before that, who, you know, it's probably seen aren't maybe going as, as well as what we might have thought. I haven't seen enough out of Gold Coast yet to be backing them at such a short price on the road in Townsville. Yep. If, if Peyton hasn't ripped shreds off them all week and we see some sort of response, particularly out of the pack, and Michael Morgan, who is completely just lost of all con- confidence in his game. See that little kick he put in? You yeah, almost missed it. And Where's Dejanazi? Oh, that kick... That is a Hall of Fame, Hall of SB, hashtag SB Hall of Shame kick. Did they, they might have ended up scoring a try off the back of it, though. Someone I got think it. they did. Yeah. I think they did. Anyway, um, he needs to find confidence and find it quickly. Um, Val was, was okay, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have the answers for, for Toddy Ada. I don't know what their best 13 is, to be honest. Um, but I want a big response here. Home crowd. Um, You've gone down against the Dragons last week at home. You want to see a real tough response. And I think it all starts with with the forwards. And they've got their work cut out against that Titans pack, but I think they can do it. Aesthetically, he's been getting panned a little bit for having three number nines in the team, being Cotter, Granville, Mm. and also Robson. Yep. So aesthetically, what he's done this week, which probably takes a little bit of pressure off himself, he's actually named Cotter Mm. in 13. Mm-hmm. So he's done that there. Gold Coast Titans for feeder was brilliant last week. But it was against a few smaller players. So, look, I'm with you. Uh, doing the same thing, expecting different results is called insanity. Well, for the third week in a row, I'm tipping the Cowboys, which may put me on report again next week if they get chinned. That, so, that, might, that might actually be another. Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. There could be, be another. Gavel. G- we'll have a gavel by next <laughs> week. Uh, there you go. So just repeating, I'm going the Cowboys 
Dan's going the Cowboys. Sean's going the Cowboys. But what you really need to hear are our best bets because they are flying. Uh, we're all profitable, according to Jarv. We are, yeah. Jarv, executive scorer. He's keeping a tally, and we are all in the black. Yes. <laughs> Thanks the right colour. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Uh, stay with us right here. This is Get Em On Side. Best bets coming up after this. Want a flying start to this season? Well, for NRL this week, if your team scores a try in the first five minutes, you win. We'll pay you out straight away. Footy's back with Sportsbet. Okay. All righty, the pens are out. The highlighters are poised, Shawnee boy. Uh, I'll kick off with Dan, actually. So Dan has his best bet. He's filed it through. He has taken... Uh, this particular one. He's gone the Dragons at the line, so he just does not rate the Manly side. He's thinking that the Manly side, who we have tipped at odds at the start of the year, yeah. at $26 Manly at the spoon. They're into about $8 now. Uh, Dan believes that they can cover the line here. One and a half. They need to win by a, uh, a two-point field goal, so to speak. Just on the two-point field goal. <laughs> Teams, coaches are wearing it as a badge of honour. They're saying, oh, no, we don't train for the two-point field goal. Well, you're missing out. You know why? So many times you've seen a game where... Your team's getting towards the halfway line and you can't score the try because it's late in the set. It's about 50 seconds to go. They can't score a try because there's not enough time on the clock and nor are they going to try and be so daring at that time in the game at their end of the field. So it's a no-brainer. If you've got Mm. a kicker in your team who can kick a two-point field goal, lasso it down there. If you miss, they're not going to try and run 90 metres in 30 seconds on half time. So I believe you do need to train for it. Dragons minus one and a half for Dan. Your best bet, Sean. Just before I get to mine, God bless Matt Morland for having a crack. Uh, Pissing down rain. He was about 70 metres out. He went for it. and He went about 13 metres. But he had a crack. So he's the first one to have a crack, I think. Uh, My best bet, we're going to have to wait till the last game of the round. I'm I'm really keen on the Cowboys head-to-head. No interest in the line. Um, I think the this year with a new, um, well, they probably can't. It's got to stop calling them new rules, don't yeah. we? With the current rules, um, I think the the plus you can almost put to bed. Yes, these teams are getting so much of a run on. They're running away with it and covering easy. Yes. I think we've only seen two underdogs from taking out pick'em games from the games so far that have covered. Yes, one of them might have been a half point as well. So, <clears throat> I think you can put the plus to bed think the head-to-head is a much better bet at home. You know I love a home underdog. Cowboys for me at $2.75-ish at the time we're recording this. Oh, I like that too. I, I think it's a dead set flip of the coin game, that one. So just repeating, uh, Dan has Dragons at the line. Uh, you have the Cowboys head-to-head. Maybe multiple. We won it last week. I'm going Wade Egan. I mentioned about the try-scoring stat about the number nines. This bloke, I'm telling you, I mentioned it earlier, he is compulsive about wanting to go. He's seen all these other number nine score without him having scored eight bucks. That is a massive price for somebody you know is going to have a throw at the stumps. I really, really like Wade Egan. And you know what? If he doesn't score this week, I'll just keep backing him. He does. He'll get one try in eight weeks. That's I'm very certain of that. So eight bucks to me sounds like if you keep averaging that price, it's not a bad little bet at all. Wade Egan to score for the Warriors. Well, that's about it. Uh, Shawnee boy, we survived. We want the great man back, though. Yeah. We want uh, Dan back, our fearless leader. Dan, once again, mate, we're wishing uh, you all the best. You and your mum and family, we are thinking of you, as are, no doubt, the entire Get Em On Side extended family. Uh, good luck to those having a bet. Do so responsibly. And don't forget as well, if you do miss out by one, you have a bad beat, hashtag us, uh, so we can all get across and search it at the end of the week. Hashtag SB. Wall of shame. I was thinking, wall of shame? No, wall of shame. SB, wall of shame is the way to do that. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you're having a bet, thank you again, Shorty. Gamble responsibly, boys. Most importantly.